Good evening, you're watching Stockwatch with me, Simon Brown. Joining me to unpack your stock-related questions this evening, David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. Please be sure to send those questions, SMS 41392, email at stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. Gents, appreciate the time this evening. David, let's start with you. Did you watch Jerome Powell this afternoon? Because i got to say, <coughs> excuse me, he seemed a lot less scary than he had been the previous two weeks where he was basically waving around uh, threats of more interest, well not threats, almost guarantees of more interest rate hikes. Yeah. yeah I, it, it's so fascinating to watch central bankers because uh, the markets are confused as it is. <laughs> and uh, I think when I say confused as it is, no one's quite sure what this all means because you've seen the resilience of global markets against the threat of more rate hikes. And uh, and yet the economic data just keeps pointing upwards. And the U.S. economy certainly seems stronger and global markets are, are brushing it aside. So I, I, I don't know, it seems to have lost his... Uh, Tiger's teeth, whatever he says, doesn't really matter anymore. And I think maybe his attitude here is really a reflection. You know what? Let this ride. Let's see what happens. And, um, I, you know, I, I wish I was in a position to to articulate uh, more clearly what this all means. But I'm just watching markets and saying, OK, as long as they're going up, I'm happy. I can't say that I'm an expert <laughs> on, on, on inflation. But... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, the markets are strong. When I say markets, I'm saying the underlying economies yeah. are strong and, uh, you know, not reflecting uh, these higher interest rates. You saw it with the property market yesterday in the U.S. Anyway, um, I, don't, I don't know. You know, we're all waiting for that other shoe to drop. Maybe maybe, maybe Wayne knows when it's going to drop. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, Wayne, we're not inflation experts <laughs> or central bankers, but we've been chatting over the last year or so, and you've kept on saying inflation will come down, if only in large part, mm -hmm. because of base effect. And, well, here we are, locally 6.3, US 4%. Uh, inflation is coming down. Look, it actually is coming down, and I still think, you know, the amount, not South Africa per se, but certainly overseas, the extent of the inflation there was phenomenal. I mean, they hadn't seen that in 40 yeah. years. And I've just got this sneaking suspicion that it might fall quicker than anticipated, same as it went up quicker than anticipated. But be that as it may, interest rates are going to be cut year and globally, end of this year, beginning of next year, and then global growth will continue, you know, revive itself. Commodity prices will revive and the rand will probably strengthen. So we've got, you know, a couple of months maybe before, you know, we start getting really good news on inflation and interest rates. But the stock market's discounting this. Yeah. Well, let's move to some of the questions coming through. Uh, NASPAS process, another dance around there. Wayne, let's stay with you. Do you think that this time, and you must stress that this time, because they've done a few other value unlock attempts <coughs> over the years, does it work this time? Because if it does, there's still, what, 40, 50% discount to Tencent and therefore opportunity. Look, I don't think the discount's that big anymore, but there is certainly a discount there. Look, as you, as you quite correctly said, Simon, they've tried a good few things. The listing in Europe, the share buyback, the share buyback actually worked. But you never, and of course, what they're doing now is also in an attempt to unlock value. 
So the difference is the market will truly only credit you for the full value of your investments that are currently still in the startup phase when you start showing profits and start generating positive cash flows because then the market's got something to value. Now, they were so adamant in their actual results that there's a clear path to profitability on all of their non-10 cent businesses, which is essentially the food delivery, yeah. the e-commerce, the edutech, and payment services. So they said by their financial year end in March 2025, they're going to be profitable. So they were quite emphatic about this. And if that is the case, the discount will unlock itself. It'll you don't need to do corporate actions and try anything. It'll unlock itself. David, I mean, you tweeted that you wanted to be a, a NASPAS a, a corporate advisor because that's where the money is being made. Yeah. I mean, Wayne's got a good point. If we start seeing profits, then we can look at more than 10 cent. In the meantime, I mean, this is just another uh, deck chairs shuffling around. That, that's all it is. I, I don't like I, what they do is effectively they sell 10 cents so that they have the money to buy back shares. Yes, it does make sense. But the share prices will only continue as long as they keep along that path. When they complete that exercise, the discount will widen. Unless, and that's where Wayne's right, unless you've got underlying businesses that are doing well. So at the moment, it's all artificially inflated by this massive money. And I watch values on the market every day, Simon. And every day, 10 cent is between 10 15 percent, sorry, sorry, a nice person process between 15 to 25 to 30 percent of the daily volumes on the JSE or value on the yeah. JSE. So they're keeping not only the JSE alive, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're pushing up share prices. But somewhere the music will stop. Sometime the music will stop. And then you're going to look at those businesses. And I, I, yeah, they might be profitable, but these are not knockout businesses, you know, food delivery, edutech. These are not ten cent type businesses again. So I, I'm on the skeptical side of this, you know. I, and I'll hold them. I'll hold the shares as long as Nasdaq keeps throwing money at the uh, at the problem. Somewhere along mm -hmm. the line, that's going to end. Yeah. But the corporate advisors just creaming it because every time a statement comes out, it costs the company millions. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, now, now we've got the new unwind. Yeah. No, I mean all yeah. of that. Yeah, uh, that when, I, when I come back, my next life, I want to be a corporate advisor. Uh, Ibrahim's asking about quota. He says, panel's view on quota, particularly given the current UK economic scenario. David, let's stay with you for a sec. Uh, I mean, mm. quota spun out of old mutual, your take on it? Well, haven't really done that well. Um, you know, ever since old mutual built them, I mean, from the time, bought them from the time that... Uh, mm. Um, they were formed. So I, funny enough, they're up today as are so many other UK companies on quoted on the JSE, but I think that's more to do with currency than, than anything else. But I'm not a great, uh, supporter of quota. You know, I think they've been losing assets as far as I can, you know, as far as I can determine. So, you know, and I don't think it's a knockout business again. Neither here nor there, you know, on it. <laughs> Wayne might have a better take on them. You know, he, 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 he sometimes sees values in Old Mutual and Sunlum and MTM. So hey, I like, uh, I like Sunlum. Don't do favorite it. area. <laughs> when you're taking quota. No, I also wouldn't get too excited here. Yeah. I'd far rather buy 91. 
Okay, mm. 91. Yeah, it's I mean, they've been doing very well. I mean, UK-orientated, but managing to do very, very well. Um, a, a question coming through around PPC. Had a really strong day today on, on, on the markets, up some 7% or so. Uh, Wayne, question is, is, is PPC worth having in a portfolio, or perhaps are there better construction-related stocks on the JSC? Well, look, there's no joyful construction shares in the sort of medium term, I, I, I would think. I read PPC's uh, a recent announcement. You know, they're generating decent cash flows. They're doing yeah. a share buyback, but they're still making losses. And then when you go and see um, who came out yesterday, was it uh, Sipaku, was it? Uh, Sipaku. No, no, no. Sipaku came out yesterday or the day before. Also, it's very tough there. They've got excess capacity still in the system. You know, the glory days are 10 years, you know, 12 <laughs> years behind them. I know it's cheap. I, I know that PPC is really looking looking cheap. But no, it's uh, that's that's too much of a deep value share for me. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that stock, 271, David, it used to pay that in a six-monthly dividend back in the day. Wayne's talking 10, 12 or so years yeah. ago. Uh, David, I mean, construction stocks, I mean, they've really been hammered. Um, and it's just... Not very much happening. And the only one really you mentioned today is Robex. Yeah. And well, Afrimat as well. I like Afrimat. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a superb, but they're no longer construction. Although they've gone back into construction uh, by buying Lafarge. So they're not completely out of construction. But I think if you really want something, uh, <coughs> they, they still remain one of my favorites. But, but Simon is no spend. You yeah. know, if you're not going to buy, uh, first of all, uh, alternative uh, energy, you know, if you're putting up uh, solar panels or you're putting up windmills, I don't think you need a lot of concrete. And a little that's bit. The problem, but... you know, it's like <laughs> when you buy, build roads and bridges and schools and everything, that there's a demand for concrete. And at the moment, we're not in that area. So, so a lot of engineering businesses are doing well out of some of the infrastructure spend that's taking place, but it's, it's it doesn't seem to be in cement. So, yeah. So for the meantime, I think. Uh, and uh, as the CEO said, you know, we need only when instruct when when uh, spend starts to pick up. It has to do it somewhere. We haven't got it at the moment, but no, we haven't got I, it at the moment. Just, just be careful. But but Robex and Afrimet, I think I like out of all of those. Um, you know, Your Robex want, is not nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Sunroll is the one State Department that is spending money and building roads whenever I drive to Durban. Yeah. I mean, they are out there, and Robex gets most of the contracts. Question coming through around transaction capital. Good investment for long term. The GOMO deal seems to be good, considering it won't be carrying the debt burden of these loans. Uh, Wayne, you're the one who often talks around markets mm-hmm. having memories. Yes. And, and perhaps more than anything, this is the problem with transaction capital. Are you seeing value there? Or maybe more than value, are you prepared to... To, to jump in on it? Look, the answer is yes. I, I, I still think their non-SA taxi businesses are very, very good businesses. And they will either turn SA taxi around or just close it. These are quite ruthless operators, yeah. to be honest. And I, I, I still see value here, but I saw value after the first fall. So, yeah. <laughs> I saw value before the fall. David, your take on transaction capital? It, you know, yeah, sadly, it still looks like a falling knife. You know, you know, when, when you look at that chart, it's like, I think they're 600 at the moment. I don't, I don't know where they've lately been trading. I, yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an 80% drop this year. So, uh, 
I, you know, I think you got to wait. I, value probably will emerge, but just give a few more quarters or few more half years to see whether they are turning it around. So that kind of fall, you know, there's plenty of upside. So uh, just, just wait, I, I would wait on this until they stabilize their uh, business. David, let's stay with you before we go to break. Arc Innovation Fund, this is Kathy Wood. The question, I mean, you you bought, you like yeah. tech, there's obviously the NASDAQ mm. and all the mm. others. Have you ever had a look at the Arc Innovation Fund from Kathy Wood? Yeah, I, she's great. She's become my new hero. I didn't <laughs> like her before, but she's the only one who's getting this thing right, you know. And she's unrelenting. She just stays with what she knows. And... I, what I find is she's got a fascinating understanding of that area. Mm. And uh, it's, it's she's worth listening to. You know, I don't say you have to follow her fund and go into some of these companies, but listen to what she says. She understands the – I think she understands the industry probably more than other fund managers around, you know, who continue to stick to the old – uh, you know, PE this and PE that, and you know, uh, 1929, the Dow Jones was this <laughs> level. She, so give her a listen. Another question coming through, Leslie uh, Wayne, I'll put it to you asking you around how to get copper exposure. We've got a, an ETN from Standard Bank, there's the Copper 360, which is the new little listing that popped up a few months ago, but none of our miners on the JSC really have significant copper exposure. There's a bit here and there, but nothing big. No, they've all got some copper exposure. Anglo-America's got quite big copper exposure, but it is relatively small in relation to the other to the other investments that they've got. So copper 360 is the only pure copper play. I'm always a little concerned, and I mean it's a very small company. Yeah, yeah. I'm always a little concerned about about let's let's for want of a better word call it startups. You know, and the share price I'm just looking here went right through the roof. And it's given most of that back already. So, but copper as a commodity, I'm very, very bullish on uh, longer term because the more we go into the future, the more and more copper is going to be used. Well, and that's a given. Uh, uh, Simon Friedland from uh, Avano Mining. Yeah. I think he was saying, he said, build your house out of copper. <laughs> in, 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 in a couple of years' time, you know, it's going to have enormous value. So I think there are a lot of bulls on that. But we can't – we haven't had a great history of copper mines in South Africa. No. You know, Zambia. No. Uh, yeah, well, it was a, a bit of a messy operation and never really – yeah, it never really fulfilled its its promise. And there's we've had Priskas and all those other things, but nothing of, of major significance. I think – Wayne's right in Anglos if you really want copper. I think BHP's got some and Rio Tinto yeah. and all of that, but, but no pure play. Yeah, except that copper 360 with the unfortunate share code of CPR. I, they, they, <laughs> they should have picked that. Question coming on my Twitter. What happened to advanced healthcare today? Uh, takeout offer at 80 cents. That's why it went from 40 cents to 80 cents. It closed around 70 cents. Going to get delisted. Uh, Nedbank. A question coming through. Nedbank and Standard Bank. Uh, prospects looking like for the next 12 months. Uh, interest rates are high, so profits and dividends should look excellent. Question from Anthony. Uh, Dave, but certainly, I mean, that Santa Bank update was quite chunky. They do like high interest rates. Mm. Um, and uh, these banks are cheap. They are cheap. They're, uh, there's nothing exciting about them. They, I, you know, I've always had a great respect for our banks. They're very well run. 
there's there's very little risk in them. I think the risk that we used to see in banks took place many generations ago. Since then, regulations have tightened up, and and they're not reckless. You know, they're not recklessly spending. So you're going to get a pretty good you're going to get pretty good earnings out of them, and you're going to get pretty good dividend deals out of them. You know, that's that's all I can say. Unfortunately, there's not a lot happening other than that in in terms of transactions in terms of merger and acquisition, in terms of finance in a big way. You know, we're not seeing that. Hopefully somewhere along the line this does come where corporates need money, start to borrow, and, uh, you know, which will prop them up. But for the meantime, they're as safe as banks. You know? <laughs> hey, when they are, I was having a look earlier in the week. I mean, price to book, Standard Bank, ABSA, uh, Nedbank, all around one times price to book. First rounds up at twice price to book. These are cheap. And I appreciate that, that impairments are, are hurting a bit. But the valuations are good. And yes. they're, they're making money nonetheless. Good money. Yes. Look, banks in the shorter term like higher interest rates because they reprice quicker than the people that lend their money. So it's quite simple. The banks the banks borrow long and they yeah. lend out very short. But in the longer term, higher interest rates are not good for banks because it curtails your loan growth your loan growth. At the moment, loan growth actually isn't bad. But just to answer the question, the price earnings ratio equals the dividend yield. We don't see that often in, 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 in companies like NetBanker. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Price earnings equals that. Uh, question coming through around the high prop update earlier today. Uh, when we've spoken before on this show, the old classic way of buying REITs was buy when it's below NAV and when yield is above the sort of 10-year rate. And that's where we are right now. Your take on, on high prop in particular, yes. but just local REITs generally, office is hurting, but there's some good valuations there. There are good valuations. I still think a long bond might be a better buy. But look, ultimately, over a long period of time, the share price will revert back to net asset value and you're getting, you know, 30, 40, 50% discount. How long that takes, I don't know. But exactly the same thing happened, was it five, six years ago when all of these shares took a bath, the ones that were sitting at, uh, yeah, it was about, um, it was sitting at premiums to net asset yeah. value. You know, the price came down to net asset value and went far below it because net asset value is a, is a, essentially the present value of future profits. So as long as their assumptions and everything are right, you should get to close to net asset value. You know, the property shares, after being the best performing asset class, you know, then everyone piled into it. Everyone was overweight, as I said, five, six years ago, whenever that was. Uh, you know, now they, uh, they're not darlings anymore by any stretch of the imagination, and they're operating at, at these big discounts. Look, there are obviously problems in the property market. Interest rates, surprisingly enough, are not that much of a problem because these guys are, are all hedged. You know, they don't suffer, they don't actually are not that exposed to shorter-term interest rates, but it's the offices that really are the problem, as we all well know. Yeah, office is not a, a new story. David, your take on, on, on JC-listed REITs? Probably one would expect me to say they're cheap, which they are. But I mean, my appetite isn't there at the moment. I, I prefer what Wayne says, buying long bonds. You know, if you go, and remember, you can trade long bonds. You don't have to stay with them. Even if it's a 20-year bond, a 15-year bond, 10-year, you know, you can buy today and sell tomorrow. And I think you're getting very attractive yields there, which are government supported. You don't have to take the risk 
of uh, you know the corporate risk of some of these banks at the moment. And of course, what you get, and I, and I'm talking from an individual point of view, still taxed on it. So I I you know that's where I am at the moment. But but somewhere down the line, you will make money out of property. It's always happens. It always goes in cycles. And uh, I just looked, you know, Hyprop has just been ambling along yeah. just for years now. <clears throat> Decent yield. But I think just you don't have to be the one thing about investment. You don't have to be impatient. You know, wait, you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get your rewards. No, I take your point on that. Uh, it's not going to happen in a hurry. I don't know if either of you gents uh, follow Montac Renewables. That was spun out of HCI yeah. a number of years ago. Um, and I, they, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they, they're U.S. operator, and they've got some, some mm. assets. I think they do waste to energy or something. Uh, Wayne, you don't know. David, any insight there? Any no, options? I don't know. I, I got no I just I can never pronounce it. That's why I know no. the name. <laughs> but somewhere up in the north, somewhere, I don't know, in Wyoming district, I don't know. Where is it or was it anyway? Uh, I, I don't I, I have no I, idea. I, 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 it, 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 it spun mm -hmm. out and I looked at it and thought it didn't look mm -hmm. very nice and, and I mean it was initially listed at like I think 10 rand and now it's 692 rand or something crazy. <laughs> it, it, it's been an absolute uh, flyer of a stock. Uh, David, let's stay with you. <laughs> Question coming through from Carl asking about the fashion retailers. Um, we chatted food mm -hmm. on, on Monday mm -hmm. with my other guests. The fashion retailers have certainly been under the cosh uh, and it's, mm -hmm. it's tough for them. We get that. But if you look forward a year or two, any opportunity in that space? I, you know, it's, it's, it's a very competitive area and you get your fashion wrong and you're finished. And how many times have Mr. Price done that? You know, you buy fur jackets for a winter and it's, the sun keeps shining and so on. <laughs> and, uh, you've remember your, your fashion retailer, the, the, the quoted fashion retailers are competing against the Zara's, the cotton ons, the H and M's and everything. And, uh, they masters at it. Um, I'm just looking at, 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 at Zara's numbers, which were absolutely superb. And, uh, they now, what, what's quite interesting, and I say this is because it's quite important. A company like Zara now, uh, I can't remember which star wore a Zara dress to some fancy wedding or some royalty or something like that. You know, there was a celebrity who wore a Zara dress to this very fashionable wedding. And, uh, and that says it all. So I think I think you've got tough, tough competition unless you're in the Pepcore type story, you know, but that's not really fashion. You know, that's school shoes and little grey pants and that. That's a different <laughs> form of apparel. But it's, I remember it, those it, days. Simon, it's very competitive. It is. When you're and taken you've on... You've got to get your fashion right. You've got to get your merchandising yeah. and designs right. Wayne? Look, I agree with David. The shares are looking cheap, but I think the banks are cheaper and a mm. far better uh, better right now. So I don't think they're bad value at all, mm. but I'd rather put my money in the banks. You know, if you're looking for cheap South African shares. Okay, no, banks it is. Let's go to uh, some stock picks. Uh, I've had a ton of questions coming through around PGM stocks today. I haven't asked any of them because, mm. Wayne, your pick is a PGM stock, uh, Anglo Platinum. Yeah, and it's the second time I've picked it, and I picked it, just below a thousand last time and it went up to 1100 but it went back to 850 today <laughs> at some stage but it actually has picked up so there's no there's no questions i understand why there are many questions on it look this is not a shorter term one week one month six month story if you look medium term as i've always said 
the commodity cycle looks very, very positive medium term. We first of all need inflation to fall and interest rates to be cut. And then we'll see over the next medium term, as I said, some recovery, well, actually quite a strong recovery, I think, in the commodity shares. And Amplats, I mean, at, at 850, 8.60, where it is now, is going to be one of the big beneficiaries of that. If you look at what's happened to the palladium price, the platinum price, the rhodium price, all of the PGMs, they've come off tremendously. It's a normal cycle. So we're yeah. trying now to find essentially the bottom of the commodity cycle. Yeah, and very little new production in the last, as you've always said, last decade or so. Um, at some point, we just simply start running out. David, you're going with Salesforce, uh, CRM, Customer mm. Relationship Management, which I, as I understand, operates as a, as a SaaS. Lots of junk, uh, jargon there, but software as a service, uh, monthly invoicing. That is, it's that, and it desi what it does is it enables you to take your business onto the cloud so they do write software like that, like a SAP almost. And I think that, look, I'm an AI junkie and <laughs> I love the theme. And I think uh, what we haven't what we haven't brought in are those companies that are going to have to rewrite the software for so many businesses to take advantage of AI. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of almost neuter at the moment, you know, neutral. Uh, but I like where they're going. I think they're going to be a big beneficiary. So, um, you know, you could add some of the other software houses to it as well, a SAP or, or a Oracle or something like this. But I think it's a theme that maybe we haven't built in around AI yet. Okay. And they've got apparently a giant head office in, in uh, uh, San Francisco with a bar at the roof. So <laughs> when, you're, when, when you're visiting the hipster, <laughs> you can go have a look at them. That's all for Stockwatch this evening. Thanks to our guests. David Shapiro from Sassman Securities going with Salesforce, New York listed. Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments going with Anglo Platinum, JC listed. Up next, the close with Bloomberg. Stay watching.